Hi there, I'm Lori Hellman, a mom to an incredible young adult son on the autism spectrum. My goal when creating the Living the Sky Life podcast three years ago was that the content of each episode bring hope, connection, and some valuable takeaways to each listener. The special needs parenting village is large, so you should never feel like you have to travel this journey alone. If you haven't already, please connect with me through my website, Facebook page, or Instagram account. And let's keep the conversation going after each episode airs. If you are enjoying the podcast and are listening on Apple iTunes, please leave a rating and written review and share Living the Sky Life with others. Thanks again for tuning in and subscribing to season three of Living the Sky Life. Welcome back to Living the Sky Life and Happy New Year, everyone. I hope you all had wonderful holidays and maybe some breaks um, here and there for yourself. Um, And I wish all of you, every single one of you, a very happy and blessed 2022. I think we've all had a lot thrown at us the last couple years. After 2020, we were all like, 2021 is going to be better. And 2021 had some obstacles <laughs> come with it as well. So I hope that 2022 is happy and healthy and blessed for each one of you and myself as well. So moving into my first guest of 2022, her name is Octavia Walker. She is the mother of two children and a son with autism. Octavia left her media sales career to become the founder of Getting By Is Not Enough. Moms of children with disabilities rely on her firsthand experience and strategic solutions to learn how to become the best advocate for their child, develop a strong support team, and live out their own heartfelt dreams and purpose. Octavia offers personal coaching to help moms create a roadmap that focuses on their strengths so they can have the confidence and peace of mind to take care of their family and themselves by building a life they truly deserve and desire. So please enjoy my conversation with Octavia. So welcome back to Living the Sky Life. My guest today is Octavia. So welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you. I'm so glad to be here today. Yeah, I am so glad to meet you. Um, virtually, that is. Um, we were introduced by um, a, a friend of mine and another guest that I had had on in the past. Um, so I'm always so grateful when people reach out and they say, I think somebody would be great on your podcast and you should meet them. So um, that's how you and I connected. So I'm really, really glad to talk to you and get into all of your experience and what you offer parents. So um, before we kind of dive into that, um, you're a huge advocate for special needs families. Um, So I want to kind of talk briefly about how special needs became kind of your world. And I know you have a a lengthy career that you've kind of switched gears a little bit and it's very special needs focused. (laughs) So you have an eight-year-old son who was diagnosed with autism and some other um, disorders as well, right? That's correct. That was about 2015. So, okay. So how did all that come to be? Was it kind of a typical story of noticing some delays and things or a different type of setup? Well, it was, you know, I had my daughter at the time, so I kind of was 
noticing that he wasn't hitting like the typical, you know, benchmarks that they're supposed to hit. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mentioned it to his pediatrician and she's like, okay, well, this maybe go see a speech pathologist. You think he's not, you know, talking as much as he should. So I tell everyone that journey started in 2015, that January, I got laid off from my job. And so going through the whole talking to people. So finally on my birthday in March, I talked to a speech pathologist and said, you know what, I think you should really get him um, tested for autism. And so by that time, I didn't know what that was. I had no idea, as you know, or you just get thrown into this world and you just have no idea what it is. So I reached out to a, a local agency that we have here in um, Charleston and they said, okay, we, we're going to sign you up for early intervention and then you need to see a behavioral peds doctor. So as you know, those seeing those docs, that can be six months, nine months. So luckily I got an appointment that June. So I felt good, you know, within three months. So went through that whole process. Um, you know, I had a big birthday, like I said, on my birthday, he, you know, kind of got the diagnosis, what we were looking at in terms of autism. And then I moved, you know, so we had a lot going on there. And then, you know, I tell everyone I had a miscarriage a few days before he was scheduled to have that um, oh, behavioral peds appointment. Well, thank you for, thank you. appreciate that. And the same day I was supposed to have a DNC was the same day that he had that appointment. And I said, I cannot do this. And my OB was like, are you crazy? And I said, well, we're going to postpone it today. I've waited three months for this appointment and there's no way that I'm going to miss this. So for me, that was a first line of kind of led me down this kind of led me to where the business, where it is today. And then later that year, I got an offer for another job. But again, I was on this list for ABA because I'm like, he has to have this. And I, if I move, he'll go to the back of the line. And again, lawyers, you know, sometimes you wait a year to get sometimes on an ABA, any therapy, sometimes you wait a year. So again, I turned down that job. So basically I kind of limped into 2016 saying, you know, okay, I've made a couple of sacrifices here and this is not going to be sustainable making sacrifices and and being sacrificial. It's just not going to work. So it led me to kind of where this business where I am today and feeling like I got to help parents know that they don't have to make some mistakes that I did. And I won't say they're mistakes. They're just kind of things that I just kind of, it it just led me on this road of figuring out I felt lost, you know, because my career was good for me and I was trying to do the best for my son and just trying to figure out how to do both. It's so, oh my gosh. It's so hard because, you know, I know any parent, whether they have a special needs child or not, we, when you become a parent, you definitely put yourself second or third or however many kids you have. And I mean, it's just kind of goes with it and Mm -hmm. no one ever tells you you have to, but I feel like that's just kind of our obligation when we decide to bring people into the world that they come first and making sure they have everything they need. I just, it's crazy how much of another level that takes, at least in my personal experience, having a special needs child to miss a very critical appointment for yourself like that. And to just have to really make excruciating choices right. of, exactly. you know, things they need and things you need. It's just, it's so hard. It it's is so hard. hard. It's very hard. And I kept saying, you know, how am I, and I, and I, for me, and I felt like I said, is this going to be the path that I'm going to go down on that? Mm-hmm. I'm going to find myself doing this 
every time, you know? So I went into 2016 feeling, you know, very defeated and thinking how I just want to make sure I'm giving my son everything that he needs, taking care of my daughter too at the same time and making sure I'm making a living <laughs> as well, mm-hmm. you know, because as you know, insurance is important for all these evaluations that are getting done. How can I do this in a way that is sustainable? And mm-hmm. then also for me, and I, t- and I tell everyone, I said, I look back at 2015 and little journals that I made. And I said, oh my goodness, when I look at my old self, I almost want to cry. Because I see that, okay, you know, this day I, I noticed I gained 10 pounds. This day I noticed that my doctor's on borderline hypertension. And so that was all of that in one year. And mm-hmm. so when I look back at that and I said, wow, I was really in a bad place. And eventually I feel like if I'm not living my best, I can't do my best for my family. And as yeah. for any of us who are raising our children, it will not work. And so mm-hmm. I said, I have to figure out a way to get out of this. I've been a planner my whole life. <laughs> I like to have daily <laughs> <Me planners. laughs> <I have daily laughs> planners from like 10 years ago from college that I'm looking at. I, said, I love planners. So I was so used to always writing things down. And I said, you know what? I have to write a plan to get out of this because I'm not going to be the best for my daughter, my son, my husband, if I stay in this, I'm unhealthy physically, you know, mentally, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. And emotionally, I'm not either. How -hmm. can I get out of this? And so that kind of started me on this path of thinking, if I feel this way, there has to be other moms who feel this way. And I went to, um, it's like, it's interesting when when you are right where you are right now in the place left, you look back five years ago and you see all these little red flags along the way. (laughs) They all these little stepping stones that lead you to where you are. And so I met a mom and I was, she was telling me about her son. I was telling her about my son and I asked her and I said, so what do you do for a living? Or what did you do prior to, you know, um, staying at home? And it's like she paused, like she couldn't, it was like it was so far back that she couldn't really remember what she used to do prior to, you know, staying home with her son. And to me, it was almost like another aha moment saying, you know what, we as moms, we still have to maintain some semblance of who we are and take Mm -hmm. care of our children. That is vital to the success of our family, ourselves. How can we do this? And so that was kind of like my first aha moment. I came back in my journal and I I remember reading, I read that a couple of weeks ago and I said, oh my gosh, I don't want to be to that point. But you know what, Lori, I got to that point. Mm-hmm. You know, and I said, and this happened that way. And it wasn't that I intended to do it, but it just happened. So for me in creating this business was like, how can I help parents build a roadmap for their dreams and goals so they can have a life of purpose and intent while still being a great parent, being a mm-hmm. great parent, great spouse. How can I do this? And so my whole stance is, you know, we look at life sometimes through this prism of oars. I have to do this or I have to do that. And Mm -hmm. I said, how can I help parents put more ands in their life? How can I say you can have a career and take care of your children? How can you um, go to maybe all these ABA sessions and still go back to school? So how can I help parents put more ands in their life so they can feel like they're living a purposeful and meaningful life, but still being there for their child at the same time? Yeah. I mean, we all need an identity, not just mm-hmm. so-and-so's mom or so-and-so's wife exactly. or whatever. And that's, that's a struggle. I think for women, especially in our lives, we kind of default to being of someone else's our identity and exactly. taking care of someone else. Um, you know, the other thing too, I love the, and that you, you know, you can do this and this, but something I learned along the way too, that I feel like goes along with that is 
trying to change your mindset from, I have to do this to, I get to, if you try each day to think like, you know, I have to take my son Skylar to therapy and I have to do spelling with him and I have to all of this stuff. I'm privileged that I get to, I get to stay home and pick him up from school, but I also get to do my job when he's at school and I get to do all of these things and I'm able-bodied and of sound mind, I think (laughs) at this point (laughs) to be able to do all of these amazing things that I choose. So, um, you know, I love the title. I think it's the title of your business is getting by is not enough. Um, I love that, that just whole concept, Mm -hmm. because I feel like a lot of us special needs moms wake up and we just try to get through the day. Like, how can I just get from 7 a.m. or however early to Mm -hmm. bedtime? And I can't, I just go through the motions, you know, throughout the day. And that's no way to live. You will burn out long term. So, how did you? I know you said you had your kind of idea of how you were feeling and and then you thought, gosh, there's got to be a lot of parents and moms who feel the same way. How did you get started with just kind of becoming a personal coach and and coming up with this business? So like I said, a lot of little red flags along the way that kind of Mm -hmm. led me to this point, but I would say the final aha moment was really the inspiration for my daughter. (laughs) She really was the one. It was one of those days where I was feeling terrible. I had a long week. Work was crazy. I finally just wanted to get my hair done. I just wanted to massage my scalp in the shampoo bowl, (laughs) not say anything. (laughs) I was just looking forward to that Saturday when I was just by myself. So I'm in a shampoo bowl and I hear my phone chime. And I looked down and it was from my sweet girl. And it was a podcast that said, stop overthinking. So first of all, Lord, I had never even listened to a podcast. I had no idea what it was. Mm-hmm. Second of all, I was like, that's kind of a big concept for, you know, a young child to send that to me. So I, I listened to it and it had all these concepts of sometimes when you want to do things, you're just sitting on it. You're more worried about, you know, what your friends think or your family think. Sometimes you just need to stop overthinking and just do it. And so I, I was talking to my stylist at the time. I said, I can't believe she sent this to me. And, it, and to me, I thought I was doing okay. I was putting on the space, going about my day, getting things done, doing all the mom things that we always do. But sometimes our children see right through us. Mm-hmm. And she had seen that. She's like, mommy, you're smart. You know, you know a lot of things. You know, if you want to do something, you should just do it. And so I'd been talking about, you know, making a career change and really because when my son got, went down this journey with, you know, special needs and all this, I said, there's a lot of, of, of help here. Maybe I can use those skills that I had in media sales, those strategic skills, those execution skills. Maybe I can use that to help more parents. So she really was the catalyst and encouraging me to really make a career change. So, I mean, that night I literally came home and said, okay, let me make a plan. <laughs> we make mm-hmm. a plan on how I'm going to get out of leave my job, make this career change and how I'm going to start small and doing this. And so I wrote out a plan on baby steps to get there. And again, like I said, Laura, I just wanted to use my experience as a mom raising a child with special needs and using these media sales skills that I accumulated over 20 years. And how can I marry the two to really be beneficial and be a service to these parents? Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. I've said this on several episodes before because I get to just meet such interesting people like you, um, who just feel like, I feel like they have it all together, you know? And I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> no, really. stretching for that. But, um, you know, it's, it is, 
it, I believe strongly in the, a plan already being for each of our lives, you know, whether you're spiritual or not. Um, I, I know that there's already destiny for all of us. Everything is planned out. Right. And, you know, while we don't understand the plan, sometimes I don't necessarily know, and maybe I won't in this lifetime, why I was given a child with significant special needs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do believe that your career and every decision that you make along the way, fought everything finds you the way it's supposed to. I also have a very lengthy 20 plus year, uh, sales career. And I, I remember thinking, um, before I wrote my book and I'm like, gosh, I I've been in sales. Like, I don't, I don't know how any of this would connect. And I didn't realize when you break it down and you think about sales, you're talking all day. Oh, you're yes. meeting people, strangers, yes. and forging relationships quickly and meeting people all the yes. time. So then, you know, podcasting and speaking about autism, which I have lived 18 years worth, um, it's not such a far reach to do something like that because I've built all these skills all this time. So I guess what I'm saying is I can totally understand that leap. It doesn't seem like much of a leap for you to, you know, have all of this experience in building people up and selling and, you know, communication and all of that and your expertise in raising a special needs child. There are parents out there and moms that probably don't have the confidence that they should, that they can do other things beyond being a mom. So, um, you know, your positivity and encouragement, I'm sure is exactly what so many people need you know, yeah. to convince them that they don't just have to sit home and clean up messes and no. <laughs> rotation and all of that stuff. So, um, so do you, you personally coach then moms or do you have workshops? What, what, how do you kind of handle so I that? typically do a, a personal coaching and that seems to be what most people are desiring. So personal coaching. So I sit down, I go through a big thing and where we talk about your strengths, because to mm-hmm. me, your strengths really are the fuel for your goals. What are you good at? What are you good at doing? And then I also talk about too, what do you don't want? A lot of times people aren't sure what they want to do, but absolutely everyone knows what they don't want in their life. And so Mm -hmm. I usually say, start right there. Let's start with what you don't want. So we go through this whole mindset thing. We talk about what they don't want. And typically when they go back and read that list, that's kind of like an aha moment to what they do want. And then I play into their strengths. I said, okay, let's take a strengths assessment see what you're good at, and then look at those goals and things that you want to accomplish. And how can we marry those two? Because Mm -hmm. again, you know, your strengths really ought to fuel for your goals. You know, we, and I always tell people, I said, you know, as kids, you know, that we tell kids that they, kids should play, they should go play out in the playground that helps their development. But we as adults don't realize that playing in our strengths every day is what we should do as well as adults. So playing doesn't Mm -hmm. stop when you become an adult, playing your strengths every day, because then that'll make you feel more purposeful, more meaningful, and feel like you're, you know, at the end of the day, like, I really did do some good things today. And so Mm -hmm. building a career or building whatever you want around your strengths is really going to help you live in that intentional and meaningful life. Mm -hmm. So, and you've said in some of your, um, on your website and some of your social media about really finding your why. Um, Do you feel like that's something that your clients struggle with like, it's really hard to like determine your why, because like you said, I think it's easier to creep in, um, what I don't want. I don't want to do this and I don't Mm -hmm. want to do that. But I, if someone asks me five years ago, what do you want? What do you want to do? What is your purpose? What is your why? I probably would have looked blankly at them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I know you go through all this in your coaching and I don't want to give away all your services for free. (laughs) 
But I mean, do you just is it several like um, sessions and kind of working with people about, you know, slowly figuring it out? Because I think we talk ourselves out of a lot of things. I'm definitely guilty of that saying, oh, well, yeah. I, I, I can't, I can't do that. I've never, I don't have any experience doing that. Or I'm not, you know, it's just so easy to say, well, that, you know, that's not my skill set. Well, who says that it's not, mm-hmm. you know? And so, so- yeah. For, for me, I usually start at, okay, let's look at your strengths. And usually when people see their strengths on a the paper, they're like, oh, I didn't know I was good at this. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know I was good at that. And a lot of times when you ask people, what are you really good at? And that's another question that really stumps people. So once we get to that point, then I'm like, okay, why are these goals that you want to accomplish? Why do you want to get here? And then I said, look at big picture. And you want to mm-hmm. do this because you want to live, you know, want to take care of your child. Maybe they have a little nest egg after you leave. Do you want to do this because this is a dream that's something you've thought about since you were 16? How do you want to do this? Because again, you know, I was telling the client of mine the analogy of when, you know, in January, you look at the gyms and the parking lot is packed to the nines. And yep. by the time March <laughs> is there, it is half empty in the parking lot. You go, you go park. Oh, true. <laughs> That's so true. It is true. But if you look at your why, your why is what builds in that sustainability on whatever you want to accomplish. So is it you want to work out because you want to, you know, feel better so you can, you know, deal with your special needs child? Do you want to build up strength? If you look at the big picture and why you want to accomplish things, then that'll be your fuel and that'll keep you sustainable and, and figuring out day to day why you want to do this. So to me, it's like figuring out what's the big reason it's not the little thing yeah you want to look nice in your jeans that's great but the bigger (laughs) reason is that you want to be strong so you can be there you can play with your child you can go out and do things that's the long term so let's look at the long game here on why you really want to accomplish this because that builds in a sustainability in your goals so that's why it's almost yeah it's almost going back to um our kids you know when they're little and they're like but why and then you mm-hmm. answer that question, but, but why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you kind of need to do that with yourself. Exactly. Session. <laughs> exactly. But you have to take it from the stance of what's the long-term goal here. And for me, again, the career change, I want to be happy at what I'm doing. And so mm-hmm. myself, you know, when I was looking at myself, what do I want to do? Where do I see myself 10 years from now? And it was not doing the career that I was doing. It just wasn't, nor was it feeling like being burned out and putting myself in the back burner either. I said, and I cannot do this. So if I'm looking at myself 10 years from now, why do I, why do I not want to do this? Why, what's going to help me get there? Because I know I don't want to walk in a, be in a TV station 10 years from now. I knew that for mm-hmm. a fact. I knew I didn't want to continue to feeling so exhausted and tired at the end of the day, feeling like, what did I do today? I ran around, went to appointments with my clients and therapy sessions with my son, but I didn't do a thing for me. I was never on that list. And so those are things that I knew that I did not want. So what was long-term gain? So what I want, I want to be happy. I want to feel like I'm doing something that's purposeful and meaningful. I'm uh, building up my child in terms of his independence, you know, giving him the best education that he can have, you know, making sure my daughter is happy and vibrant teenage girl. Those are the things that I wanted. So when I write down my goals and figure out what I'm doing day to day, those are my why that I keep in the back of my head, especially for my son. I think about independence, getting a great education and being happy. Those are the three mm-hmm. things I think about for him. So for yeah. me, whatever I'm doing, those are my why. So that continues to push me. So when I don't feel like getting out of bed or, you know, I have to, you know, write something, I'm like, oh, I'm not the great writer. I'm like, okay, I'm doing this for him. Let me, let me get going here. Mm-hmm. So those are the things that build in that sustainability and what you want to accomplish. Yeah. Well, and, you know, kind of tied to that, um, 
you, you were on another podcast and I was, I was kind of giggling to myself um, <laughs> at your definition of self-care because I completely agree with you and understand. And we talk about self-care a lot with, you know, special needs moms. It comes up a lot in the podcast. It yes. comes up a lot in the blogs and all that stuff. And I think we all are saying the same thing. The yeah. intention is that you don't not only lose your identity, but that you don't wear yourself out so much by taking care of everyone else mm -hmm. that you are no good to anyone and especially yourself. And, you know, people do uh, end up with health issues because they're, mm -hmm. you know, maybe not taking care of their health and their weight and all of that stuff. It can skyrocket into a, a bigger mess and mm -hmm. your kids need you to be healthy for them mm -hmm. and for yourself. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about self-care, are you kind of more focused on, again, like identifying each day, something that you did for just yourself, like yes. whether it's five minutes that you drank a cup of coffee that was still hot or, you know, whatever yes. it is, do you, is that kind of your focus? So it, and let me back up. I'm all about self-care. I love getting my hair done. Mm -hmm. I love, you know, get my nails done. Sometimes, sometimes I'm too much impatient to get my nails done. Yeah. I love all that stuff. I love going to the spa. I love all that. But for me, it's like self-care is what am I doing for myself every day? Is it like you said, is it putting myself on the list? Is it saying I'm going to, I want to make a career change. Let me talk to a career coach. Is it, it's doing those things that have purpose and intent for yourself that really make you feel like you're, you're whole, you know, you're living your best self. And so for me, you know, one time I heard this, this quote from a lady who was in a program that I was in, and it resonated so much with me. She said, we as mom are the sun in our family and our family is a solar system. And if our lights dim or flare, our family feels it. So as you know, Lori, sometimes you're having a bad day. Your family knows you're having a bad day. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty clear about that. <laughs> they, they know that. <laughs> if you're happy and doing the happy dance in the house, they know that too. So for me is that self-care is just making sure that you are living your best every day. You're feeling good. Now, granted, we're all going to have moments where, you know, like my son, one day I was feeling good. I just came off of something that had a little wind in my corner and then I got a call my teacher said you got to come get him at schools he's having one of his meltdowns and so we're going to have those little things that come up but I knew that at that day when I put my head down on the pillow I had done something good I had a W in the corner a win that I had accomplished and I think mm -hmm. that's what self-care is feeling like even though it all things are going on in the course of your day you can sit down at the end of the night and say okay I had a, something that was for myself today that was pretty darn good and I think mm -hmm. that's what self-care is about I felt yeah. good at this meeting that I went to. I went to that IEP meeting and I was prepared and they listened to me and I got that done. That's what self-care is. Mm -hmm. So the bubble baths are great. The spa treatments are great. <laughs> Getting your hair done is great. Buying some new jeans. All those things are fantastic. But what are you going to do for you when you felt like, wow, I showed up today and I really had a blast and this was for me and, and it was a W in my corner. How can you do yeah. that? And that to me is what self-care is. It's more, it's bigger than the bubble baths and the, you know, getting your nails done. It's bigger than that. It's like every day feeling my best that I did something that was right and good for, and just for me. So mm -hmm. that's, that's what it is. 
I love that. Put yourself on the list because not everybody has the means to be able to get their nails done every two weeks or has, you know, we have a lot of single moms out there. I lived it for several years Mm -hmm. and you don't have time for a bubble bath. You barely have time to take a shower. There's plenty of days that I didn't shower at all because I'm like, I can't, I can't leave my kids unattended Mm -hmm. or whatever. So, you know, I feel bad when we talk about self-care and it does always come up that it's like, go buy yourself something nice or go this. And people are like, I can't, I don't have anyone to watch my kids. I can't even leave for two minutes, let alone go take a walk for a half an hour and listen to, you know, a podcast or something. Um, so you don't have, it doesn't have to be a a monetary, anything or a time, anything. It's just throughout the day, even an act of kindness. If you find yourself, you know, paying for the car in front of you or putting an extra quarter in a meter for someone else or or after you leave. And so that they don't have to pay for it after you pull out or whatever, just anything to make you feel good about yourself. And as a person is to me, it's it's always, (laughs) yeah, it's always the little things that are so Mm -hmm. important for us. You know, like I tell myself, and sometimes it is, sometimes I go to target and I got a long list of things. I was like, okay, there's nothing on here for me. one single thing on here for me you know I'm gonna get a piece of candy yep. <laughs> so that's for me too you know so those are the things that really make you feel purposeful and living a life that's full and big and that you're 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 living you're just living and I think sometimes and like you said it doesn't have to be anything um, monetary it can be like you know what I've been talking about making a career change. I'm going to get on the phone and maybe write a list. Maybe I'm going to reach out to a previous colleague and send them a quick email, a quick text saying maybe they can help me with something. Or I'm going to say hi to a next door neighbor that I haven't seen in a while. It's those little things, those little moments that make you feel like you're, you're living in and there's, there's something bigger going on here. And, I, and I, I get it too. Like, you know, I'm looking at my son's IEP here today and saying, okay, I got to check this off and maybe I need to look at this. And you have to do those things too as moms. But I also think it's best sometimes to turn a little bit to your way and say, okay, maybe if I even journal for 10 minutes or just write mm-hmm. down what happened today, that was really good. Because like I said, those things are so great because I go back and look at them from previous years. I'm like, okay, I thought things were pretty bad, but I made out okay. Here I am today. And you're able to see those steps that it took to get you where you are today. So do the little things that are going to make you feel good, even if it's one little thing. Like I had a friend of mine who said she had a pair of earrings that she would only wear at special occasions and she was having a really bad day. So I decided to put them on. Oh, <laughs> I love that. And I said, that's, cool. that, that's what I'm talking about. Those little things sometimes. And you said, I'm just going to put them on. I'm going to wear them. Even if I'm sitting in the car line for 30 minutes, I have on my, my great party earrings on. <laughs> and that's Shoot, I'm going to dress up and clean my house today. <laughs> Since all I've worn is yoga pants and sweats for the last year and a half, you know, I think we all have, I saw a woman <laughs> in line and she was like, you're going to dress your top of leggings. I go, Hey, that's the new look. Yep. <laughs> when you're that's Zoom right. Calls, leggings like, are pants. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're going to just see my shirt. So that's okay. I'm going to wear the leggings. So, <laughs> that's but so- funny. So those are the things that I think that we have to be mindful and cognizant of. And, you know, Lori, I love my boy. He is fantastic. And seeing him grow and, you know, he's talking more. And, you know, my husband reminded me the other day that we had two people who told us that he would never talk. Mm. He would never, ever, ever talk, which is something I don't, if there are some professionals out there who are listening, do not tell parents that. Oh yeah. We all get it. That is just, you want to talk about Mm -hmm. kick in the gut. That's the absolute kick in the gut. And Mm -hmm. so it was so funny. I heard him singing a a Post Malone song the Ah. other day, which probably is not the best (laughs) parenting. Those are Skylar's favorites, hip hop. 
old school hip hop with all yeah. the cusses in it, <laughs> all the explicit versions. <laughs> so for me as a mom who's been told was that my son, you know, would never talk and hear him sing a rap song. I'm like, okay, Aww. that's a win for me. Like I said, it may yeah. not be the best songs he should be listening to, but for me, I racked it up as a parent because I felt like at least me and my husband did some things right. We didn't listen to that advice. And when they told us to zig, we zagged. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's just how life is. So yep. even for yourself, you may have to do something that's unconventional for yourself. You may have to do something that's unconventional for your child. But again, my thing is that if you're filling yourself up with all this goodness, that spills out into your family. It spills mm-hmm. out into your friends. It, and everyone's going to see it on your face. Yeah. They're going to see that you're happy. They're going to see that, that joy bringing back. And they're going to feel like, okay, my friend is back to who she was. Because a lot of times I felt like I lost myself. I didn't know who mm-hmm. I was. I looked in the mirror. I was 20 pounds overweight. My hair was a mess. And I was like, who am I? And I said, I cannot live in this. And so that was mm-hmm. another reason I had to put that on the list. I got to get healthy. If I want to be around for my children and for my husband, I have to get healthy physically, mentally, emotionally. All those things count. There's nowhere I can help him if I'm not at my best as I can be. So those are the things that I really have to do. And I have to figure out a way to play in my strengths every day. And you know, Lori, working in sales, you're thinking, hey, I'm good. I can talk to anybody. I'm good at this. I'm good at that. You know, but there are other things that you can hone in on because I tell people, if you're good at one thing, you're good at many other things too. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's another reason two people talk about it's hard to make a career change. They feel they can't do anything else. We can all do other things. And when I look at this child who I was told he would never talk and I hear him singing and dancing, anything's possible. Yeah. We got to lose the guilt. I think there's so much guilt associated with that. Like, I'm sure you probably went through it too. Like, gosh, this isn't what I want to do, but it's financially helping my family. And if I walk away from this, what does that leave me? Am I being a good role model for leaving a good paying job to like kind of start my own thing? And and even taking some time for yourself, five minutes a day or whatever, like we've talked about, you parents always say like, gosh, I just feel guilty. I feel guilty going to Target by myself for five minutes because I, I just, I feel like, well, I probably should have been doing this or I've got laundry that I need to finish or it'll be there. It'll be yes. there. Oh, Your sanity yes. will not. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, these little positive things every day build up and it changes who you are. If you do allow yourself to be on the list every day, small, something small, it builds on itself and you're right. People recognize it. Mm -hmm. They see you smiling. That's right. I mean, there's no reason because we're special needs parents that we have to walk around like, you know, we can barely get out of bed. Oh, that's right. We're just miserable because Mm -hmm. that builds on itself too. And then you're, you kind of get yourself into this rut where you're like miserable and everything your child does. I've noticed with Skylar that if I regulate myself and I'm in a good mood and I just finished reading the high five habit. So maybe I'm just like overly in a good mood. <laughs> if you haven't read that, I highly recommend that, that book. Good. Yeah. So I'm high fiving myself in the mirror in the morning and it's crazy how much that changes my personality. I mean, they say mm-hmm. it in the book, it will, but I feel like I show up for Skylar differently. If I'm regulated and I'm happy and I'm like, even the way I talk to him with the tone of voice that I use, Mm -hmm. I'm like, nope, just look at that Christmas tree with your eyes, not your hands, Mm -hmm. you know, because he wants to rip it down. Um, he just kind of responds and he, you know, it's crazy. I mean, (laughs) who would have thought your children wouldn't respond to yelling? I I don't don't know. It's always good for me. (laughs) 
knows that stuff. It's like, you know, I was mm-hmm. telling, you know, my, my husband, my, my son likes to go to McDonald's. So there's a day that his therapist can't come in, the, you know, afternoon. He always does. I'll take him to McDonald's. And the line was horrible. It was terrible. And as I was going up to pay this guy in the car, I just smiled. And he smiled back and it's the same response, you know? Mm-hmm. So when I feel like I'm smiling to my son or I'm talking to my, my daughter, I get that reflection back. And, and let me tell you, my, my daughter, I know you have a teenage daughter too. Mm-hmm. I mean, for part of the reason, again, why I'm doing it is for her. So she can see, okay, my mom, you know, is working hard, trying to start a business, made a career change, taking care of, you know, my brother, taking care of me. It lets her know that we can all do hard things. We mm-hmm. all can do that. There's nothing that, you know, not that we can do it all at one time. Some days you can do a little bit better than others, but there's, she's my mom. And I heard her talking to someone that day. My mom does a lot of stuff. <laughs> she made a lot of changes. So I feel like it's also an example for her. So when she comes through adversity and things, she's like, you know, I can handle it. I saw my mom do it. I can handle this too. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of what I try to do every day is to also try to be an example for her at the same time. Absolutely. Feel that way? Because absolutely. And it wasn't until my daughter's 16 and I know yours is 15, 15. Mm-hmm. and yep. And it's not until the last year or so that, um, my daughter will say like just random things to me about my husband and I, like our relationship or something. And she's like, you know, I never really, <laughs> she said the other day, something like, I never really re- recognized you guys as people like that you Uh-oh. have lives and like, oh, that you, you know, kind of do your thing. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, but you know, I guess maybe because I'm older, I'm just kind of observing the way you guys are. Mm-hmm. You just get everything done and you guys laugh and you enjoy each other's company and being around each other and just whatever. It was funny that she recognized us as like, mm-hmm. not just the parent, you know, the parents that were actual people and we, you know, have passions of our own and ideas of our own and all that stuff. Um, so I don't know. I just, I, I hope I'm role modeling well for her because I want her to be a mom that's involved in her kids' lives, but doesn't give up her dreams for children. You don't have to do that. Nope. You can do both. You can. So I think people argue with that, but I I believe that you can. You make it work. You figure it out. I totally agree with you on that. I think you can, and that's what, that my whole notion of what I said, put more ands in your life. You can be mm-hmm. a mom and have a strong career. You can be a mom and raise a special needs child. I think all those things you can, you may not be able to do them all at once every day, but mm-hmm. they can get done. And it's interesting that you said that to me because, you know, one day she was like, oh, I didn't know that you um, used to date when you were in high school. And I was like, well, yeah, I was a teenage girl too. <laughs> I know. Like, yeah. It's like, it's like she realized I'm, I'm, I'm a human being. I was like, I was a girl at the time as well. And she was like, oh, I didn't, didn't think of that. Did you go to prom? I was like, yeah, I went to my junior prom, my senior prom. No, they didn't have that back in the 20s yeah, when we were kids. Exactly. That's what they think. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, well, I didn't have a cell phone that I could call, you know, my date or anything. But I said, yeah, yeah. we talk on the phone, you know? So it's interesting. Like you said, how they come into their own at 15, at 16 ages. I realized that you're a human being just like they are. There are things that you want to do as well. Mm-hmm. Like she was telling me a show that I was watching. She's like, oh, I didn't know you liked that. And I go, well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. I kind of like the same show sometimes you watch as well. But again, you know, I, 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 I heard her saying one day when I was, 
doing, I was trying to do some yoga, whatever. And uh, when I had the door closed and I heard her say to my son, she said, mommy's in there doing you know, her, her quiet time. Come play with me on my, on my laptop. You know? So I thought that was interesting. I was like, okay, she's getting this. And so when she becomes a mom, she'll value that too. That I got to have a little car, have a little space for me too. And that's okay to be able to do that. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. And we have to, you know, people always talk about giving yourself permission. I'm like, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not even giving yourself permission, just do it because you're entitled. You already have the right to do that. Again, you can raise a child and you can have the dreams and goals that you want at the same time. And there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. They can go parallel with each other. You can reach out to other people. You can go out and have a good night with your, your, your girlfriends and come home and go to that, you know, therapy session the next day. You can do it, do it all. And especially mm-hmm. in the midst of this pandemic. We've yeah. all realized we really had to do it all. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just going to say so many employers now are that used to give the excuse like, no, you need to be in the office. You yes. need to be here. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of jobs mm-hmm. you can do very effectively, more effectively sometimes mm-hmm. from, you know, a carve out in your office and your house. And people are having to rethink the way it's more, it's financially more productive as well. A lot of times mm-hmm. for people to be home because they've found that, you know, especially moms are able to get more done when they're at home versus all of the driving, having to pick up kids and they have to leave work Mm -hmm. at a certain time and they have to do all these things. They're more productive during the school hours when their kids are back in school Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, they can get a ton because they know they have that window of time to get things done. Mm -hmm. Nobody's coming into their office, bothering them. That's right. There's just a lot of positives to it. And I think if more women, especially since we're talking about moms, if more women are, you know, confident in their skills and their abilities and they fight for what they need, listen, I'm the, one of the best executives you're going to find, but I need to work from home at least three days a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you can track my production. I will be one of the most productive employees you have. And if I'm not call me out on it, but give me a chance to try it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's again with, you know, special, special needs mom, you learn to do a lot in a little bit of time. I mean, you really do. I mean, you learn to kind of crunch that time down. You really do. Mm-hmm. I remember sitting in my car one time, you know, working or whatever. And I was like, I feel like I got more done sitting in my car <laughs> than I ever did at my desk at work. <laughs> you know, because you know how to crunch. I call it, you just, you just, that tiger time, you know how to just get it all done. You know mm-hmm. how to crunch and get it done. And a lot of, and like you said, a lot of employers are realizing that moms are multitaskers. You may, and I had one boss one time who said, I should have a lot more women on my team. <laughs> Y'all know how to get a lot done in a little bit of time. I said, yeah, mm-hmm. you just really realized that. Yeah. <laughs> you just realized, yeah. And I, and I totally agree with that. And, and with the pandemic too, it's shined a light on so many different things. And I think it also shined a light on people that um, I need more. And so when you talk about, when we were talking about the why early on, I think that's one of those things the pandemic did. It made more people think of, do I really want to do this? Is this something mm-hmm. I really see myself doing? Because I'll be honest with you, Lori, the whole pandemic really accelerated my timeline on launching my business. It really wasn't supposed to be until like 2021. And I left my job September, 2020. And it really came to light to me. It's like, okay, we're in the midst of pandemic. Who would ever thought this would happen in our lifetime? Mm-hmm. If this is not a bigger sign on people needing to do what they're meant to do, because we're all, mm-hmm. we all have gifts that we bring to the table. So to your point about sometimes women think that their skills, they don't have the skills to do. You have it. You may not mm-hmm. know it, but you have it. We all have that special gift that we can offer to the world. We all do. And, yes. and that's part of the pandemic. It made me realize, okay, I may not know everything about this, but I'm at least figuring I'm going to find my way with it. 
And yeah. that's what I did. I said, I'm going to find my with it, way with it. And I met a lot of great people who supported me, who rallied around me. And I said, my heart is in this to make this work. So I know that I can have the, a sustainable business that I want, still help parents as much as I want and be there for my children too. But like you said, I do get to sit in the car line now, which is like the bane of my existence sitting in the car line. <laughs> <laughs> I know, careful what we wish for, right? <laughs> That's like <laughs> Yeah. I was like, again, being the type A person that I am and being so impatient, I'm like, okay, the least I can pick up my son from school. That was something I was never able to do before, you mm -hmm. know? So I said, I'm going to, you know, sit in here and listen to a podcast and drink some coffee and be okay with it. So those are the things that, you know, sometimes we, we, we can't see and can't get there. And it takes sometimes a pandemic or something major happening to make you move, you know? Cause yeah. I used to worry a lot about, you know, I have a babysitter with my, my children, picking them up. I used to worry a lot about that all the time. I felt like I was putting more on my husband because his job was a little more flexible and I was worrying about that. And I said, okay, worrying is not going to help anything. I got to have a plan. I got to get a plan to get out of this. And mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, making a plan, taking action is like the move before all worries because worry doesn't solve anything. But um, sometimes things just kind of push you to get things done. And yeah. for me, it's like, I knew what I did not want. And a lot of the pandemic, you know, wanting to be there more for my children and just really wanting to be of service really pushed me into launching this business. Yeah. And I think once you kind of take one step, at least in my experience, if I, if I just take the leap and I That's do right. one small thing, yep. I swear the floodgates start to open and then people. And I'm like, I didn't know that you did that. Mm -hmm. something that I want to do. And they're like, yeah, let me connect you. And then, yes. I mean, it, that, that's how it starts. You just have to take a leap of faith mm -hmm. and just start with something. And if you're going down a road and it kind of, you get a roadblock, then you're like, okay, I'm just going to veer this way. Right. And then that'll open up doors for you too. It, it really does work out. If you just have faith in yourself, I think that's the first piece. You just need to believe in yourself that mm -hmm. you can do anything you put your mind to. You really, really can. Yeah. And it's we're all baby, capable. We're all are just taking those baby steps. Like for my mm -hmm. son, I mean, he had a lot of GI issues and I'm like, I don't even know where to start. And so I, I said, well, let me look up maybe functional. Someone told me about functional med doctors. And I was like, okay, I've never heard of functional med doctors. Okay, let me take this step. And so I made a phone call. And so it's like anything in life, you just take that step, make a phone call, do a Google search. You know, mm -hmm. you take that one baby step every day. So I tell people, you, things come overwhelming to you. And I know sometimes people have that saying, when you don't know what to do, do nothing. That is not my philosophy. Oh, that's the opposite of what <laughs> you should do. That is not, I don't know where that came from. I had two people tell me that. And I was like, who's said that I've never heard that uh. who said that no that's not what you do you do something whether it's mm -hmm. something small you have to take a step like you said you have to take one baby step then I'll leave you to the second one to the third one but just not do anything is totally not acceptable you have yeah. to do something because you're going to look from a year from now and you're right where, where you started before yep if you so, never take a step forward, you're going right. to literally be where you are exactly in years and it's doing the same thing and, and unhappy and unhappier as it exactly. goes on because you're like, I should be doing this. Mm -hmm. Why am I in this stupid job or why am I, you know, still at home or whatever? Mm -hmm. And it just makes you more bitter and more angry. And then it's <laughs> just, it's, just it does. I don't know. It does. You know, and I get that syndrome. Like one time I was 
I won't say I'm not envious, but I was like, oh, some lady was like, oh, my son, you know, graduated out of ABA. And I was like, oh, okay, that's great. You know, and I'm thinking <laughs> my son's still in it. And I was like, well, that's okay. He's doing well. He's functioning. Because sometimes we look over the fence instead of, you know, staying in our own lane and where mm-hmm. we are. And sometimes we, and that causes us to get stuck too. We're so looking at what everyone else is doing instead of saying, this is what I need to be doing. I don't need to look yeah. at anything. I need to do what I need to be doing for myself and for my child. And sometimes I think that's a big reason why people say, well, I don't, I can't do what they're doing, or I don't have the skill set to do that. And so you do nothing because of that comparison game, but don't do that. Take one step, stay in your lane, put your blinders on and keep moving. My whole thing is keep moving forward. Even if you don't know what you're going to do, just keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. One step, two steps, three steps, do not get stuck because that is the worst place to be. And as you know, join a mom group or talk to a former colleague. Talk to someone who you can lean on to help. I'm all about support. Support mm-hmm. is a big deal in building a team for you. I had a, um, a former coworker, actually, she used to work with me on my on the national desk when I was at another TV station. And she was the best supporter for me. She does not have a special needs child, but she's the biggest cheerleader for me. And she gave me the best advice. You know, she was like, hey, sometimes moms, we hold our children so close to us. But your son, you're going to have to open your arms a little wider with him Mm -hmm. it's going to be the instinct to kind of protect him from everything but sometimes he's going to learn that independence by you being more open with him yeah and I thought that was the best advice that she gave me and so she's become part of that little support team that I have and so when I need have a question on I'm feeling down about something she's a person who lifts me up because Lord, as you know, we can't do this on our own. It's a lot mm. going on. I mean, yeah. and it's so, and there's no way emotionally you can do that. Oh, but make sure you're, you're with people who build you up, who are going to mm-hmm. encourage you to move forward, who are going to encourage you to take that step, who aren't going to allow you to be stuck. <laughs> They're going to push you when you're kind of resisting, like, yeah. my, little, like my daughter. <laughs> yeah. She, she was yours. <laughs> you are push, you know? Yep. Well, so that's, that's, that's perfect, actually. Uh, segue into how people can get you as a part of their support system and have you in their corner. So, how do people reach out to you to, um, you know, connect with you about possibly getting coaching from you and um, your website and h- how do they reach you? So, they can reach me on my website is gettingbyisnotenough.com or they can send me a DM on Instagram at gettingbyisnotenough. So, those are two ways perfect. you can reach me. And I will link those up too in the show notes. Thank you so much. I I love hearing from positive people who are, you know, just basically helping others and and trying to help everybody get to their potential and, and not even just potential, but just live a life that makes them happy. So much. We are just set on, we have to do all these things because that's our role. That's our, Mm -hmm. as a mom, as a wife, as a whatever. And it's just, it doesn't have to be like that anymore. You can live a life that you enjoy and that you choose that's fun and rewarding. And, um, I say all the time, I learn more from Skylar than he probably learns from me. Uh, so, you know, I'm just trying to take in every moment that I have with both of my kids and trying to help myself become a better person through them, you know, through their eyes and through their experience. I feel the exact same way. I feel like I've learned so many life lessons from my children these past few years. It's something I, I would have never, have been able to experience if it wasn't for them. So I give, mm-hmm. you know, honor and grace to them for, for pushing me to be not only just a 
better person, but also a great mom too. And it's yes. because of those two that has pushed me and that has helped me be a better person when I walk out in this world every day. I will never, ever, ever take that for granted. They are my Aww. best little muse and they continue to encourage me every day. You know, like Aww, my, I, sweet. it's so my, 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 she sent me, my daughter sent me a text. She's like, have fun on your, uh, with your podcast today. <laughs> what a good kid. And that's just a testament to your parenting. I'm sure she like, didn't just end up like that. Yeah, I'm like, um, you're not supposed to text them while you're in class. <laughs> <laughs> the mother always comes out. <laughs> Oh, geez. Well, I appreciate all of your advice and comments and you do, um, people can't see you because it's audio only, but you have a smile that lights up a room. Um, it is absolutely contagious. So anyone that wants, um, just to, uh, connect with you, I will link up your, your ways to reach you. And, um, I highly encourage you if you're on the fence, reach out and, um, get some, get some great feedback and some great coaching. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me, Lori. I really enjoyed it. This is fun. Yeah, it was a pleasure meeting you. Pleasure meeting you as well. <laughs> Take care. You too. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Living the Sky Life and we'll tune in for the next episode coming soon. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Living the Sky Life podcast within Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play so you'll receive alerts when new episodes are released. Subscribing is the best way to ensure you don't miss a single episode. If you like what you hear, be sure to select the five-star rating, provide feedback, and share Living the Sky Life with others. Thanks again for listening.